Hey everybody, this is Rachel from Grayscale Gorilla, and welcome to another Grayscale Gorilla podcast. Today's episode is taken from one of our live shows, and it's full of all of your questions about Grayscale Gorilla Plus. Nick and Chad are going to talk about the best way to build your portfolio and answer the burning question of why did Chad shift back to Octane? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Hey, Cinema 4D artists, if you're not a Plus member and are feeling left out, go ahead and check out Grayscale Gorilla Plus, and you're going to get access to our huge library of materials and lighting tools and animation plugins and all sorts of other goodies. And now, without further ado, let's start today's podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Grayscale Gorilla live show. How are you doing, Ashley? Doing good. How about you? Feeling good, man. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to all of you out there watching us live. We always appreciate it when you show up. We're trying to do these every other uh, week for you guys. We may have skipped a week this week, but that's okay. That's okay. We're here. We're ready to go, baby. Uh, thank you all for coming up. We're going to throw the chat up here soon. Um, but until then, let me let me know where you guys are uh, streaming in from. We love seeing all the countries and states and parts of the world. Um, let us uh, let us know where you're from. And uh, in fact, let me uh, let me put this up here. A little chat overlay. I love this thing. Yeah, that thing's uh, awesome. Chad, how you feeling, man? How's how's this week treating you? It's it's all right. It's okay. It's getting there. It's almost Friday. It's almost here, buddy. It's almost here. I got a Lacroix. Got some water. I got. I had to. I had to calm down on the coffee. You're, you're, you'll see why here in a minute. Chicago, Germany, Sweden. What's up, Mexico City? Hey, peeps, UK, Atlanta. UK. Amazing. We always love uh, seeing where everybody's from. Do us a favor before we get started today. Today, uh, we're going to be answering your questions. Uh, any, any grayscale gorilla questions you have? Um, we're going to be talking about uh, a career in 3D. About you know, doing work that you love, trying to do your best work. Um, and uh, right before we get started, though, do us a favor. Do two things just for me, just for me. Invite somebody that you think might uh, want to be here um, and answer, ask questions, hang out with us today on a Thursday. Number two, hit the like button thing. That helps YouTube wake up and send reminders out to people who might want to see this, sends reminders to people who watched these videos in the past. So. Uh, if you could do that for us, we appreciate it. And thank you for those of you who are commenting, not just on YouTube, but also on Twitch and on Facebook. Walter, I see you on Facebook. I appreciate it. Uh, any any Twitch? We were actually wondering if the Twitch hookup was working. So if, you, if you're on, watching on Twitch, give me a comment. Help us out here. Um, like I said, today we're going to be answering your questions. Uh, any questions you have about Grayscale Gorilla, any questions you have about uh, 3D Career, Cinema 4D, um, you know, drinking coffee. I don't know. We're, we're here to answer questions. Perks. We could talk about perks, Joel. What do you think about perks? Should we? Coffee and questions. Perks, kind of like a coffee thing a little bit, right? Um, for those you, of you... Yeah who have been asking. So first of all, in the comments, let me know if you watched the stream live when Chad first shown his camera script presets. <laughs> Was that like a month ago now, probably, Chad? I mean, dude, if you wanna go all the way back, I wrote those two years ago, maybe. And yeah, so yeah, then we showed them and they've been in other, they've kind of like been in my interface for a while and people have been like asking like, Hey, what are those things up there? Those look pretty cool. And then, yeah, we showed them, what was that, like two, three weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, it's on one remember. of the live streams. Maybe, I guess, uh, it'd be three weeks ago, plus two. So five weeks ago, Chad happened to show these off again in the live stream. And, of course, you could all guess what the number one comment was. Thank you, uh, Taylor, Tyler. I missed it. Taylor, thanks for letting me know Twitch is working. I appreciate that. Um, uh Chad used them in one of the live shows. And of course, the number one question was, can I get those scripts? And uh, we we set out to make it easy to deliver not only these scripts, but any of these types of things in the future that, that we create, that Chad creates. We wanted to make it easier to get to you guys. So uh, we solved it. It took us a month, but it is now out. And now it's a lot easier for us to deliver things directly to plus customers so if you're a plus customer you could go get those scripts right now 
the camera scripts, the uh, rotate scripts that I think you even talked about in the last live show. New stuff is in your library, and those came out either today or yesterday. So uh, if you're a Plus member, they're in your library. Go check them out. Um, number one comment was, we want those. We've, we, <laughs> we heard you guys. Rachel, they are you. now yours. They're now yours. So go grab them. They're in your Plus Hub. Just click download, and then um, maybe later in this stream, I'll show you where uh, where I dock them. And I had a quick, quick question for Chad, too. Um, but we'll get into Cinema 4D a little bit later. But for now, we're going to do some Q&A. So get your questions ready. Um, how, do you, how do you use the rotation ones? I actually had a question about that, Matthew. So uh, I'm going to ask the guy I made them <laughs> live on the stream. So that'll be my question for you, Chad, a little bit later. You got it. Let's do it. Uh, let's see here. Um, all right. Get your questions ready. Oh, Anders, you got a big old question here. Let me holy, see holy crap. Blur it. Blur license plate. Blah, 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 blah. Displacement, not blurring parts. If you're blurring license plates, Anders, you should be using not, you should be using, uh, editors, after effects, uh, you know, an editing program. If I'm reading your question, right. That's a quick one. Uh, so get your questions ready. Uh, and again, Thank you so much for joining us and, and um, letting letting everybody know we're, we're doing this today. It helps us out and um, helps out the live show. So we appreciate it. Let's do it. I'm going to turn off this logo because it's in the way. There we go. Okay. Um, so let's just dive into some questions right away. Um, if, if you could do us a favor too, put a cue in front of the question just so we can differentiate between questions for us and then if you're discussing stuff um, in the live chat, that would help us out a ton. And uh, let's see here. Um, Joel, I just finished the, uh, I forget, I could click on chats and show them. Hold That's up. That's the hold best up. part. Johan, <laughs> uh, I think I got that right. Johan says, be right back. I got to grab some scripts. We're, <laughs> we're losing our audience here, Chad, by telling them to go get their hey. scripts. That's okay. Go download. <laughs> Go into download now. Look at that. Richard, I appreciate it. Nice. Uh, all right. Let's get some questions. Add the queue there for us. It'd be, uh, help us out. And uh, let's, get, um, let's get going right now. Corey. I uh, hope I said your name right. Corey Gerard says, I'm following your ACES tutorial, and I don't have color management tab in Octane. Any idea why that is? We got a couple comments about this. Chad, do you know why some people have that color management tab and some don't? Yep. Uh, that usually means that you're probably not using a version of Octane that supports uh, color management. So you want to be in like Octane 2020.2 or above. Uh, I don't exactly know what version they added that, but I've been using 2020.2 for a while now and it's it's awesome, man. Like it's it's good. So yeah, you should definitely upgrade and that way you'll get that functionality. Yeah, I, I upgraded as well um, to that version. Uh, I was having some crashing issues uh, over a month ago. Upgraded to that version and, um, and just had a, a, a fresh cinema install and I've been pretty stable since. Um, my graphics cards uh, have not been <laughs> as stable as they should be. I've had some issues, but the actual software and the stability of Octane has been really good in that version. So yeah, um, make sure you're on that version or something newer. Um, and then I um, I was obviously using the same version so I could follow along on that ACES tutorial, which if you haven't checked that out, um, Rachel's in our um, our chat here and, and she was mentioning she had some links ready for you guys. So uh, uh, keep an eye out for any links from uh, Rachel, thank you for helping us out here and linking all this stuff. And she may have even put a link into the uh, the uh, latest blog post that talks about all the new stuff that's in Plus, including those scripts and all that stuff. So you can check it out later. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched the Aces uh, video, it's here on YouTube. Um, definitely go check it out. It's only five minutes long, and uh, it made my renders look instantly better. Um, I, I, I'm actually going to steal a question. Chad, I had a pretty good LUTs setup in the past with Octane um, mm -hmm. that you kind of helped me set up. It, and I, be, I had a good looking LUT. I had some, you know, decent presets. What's your what's your thought between using that setup versus the ACES setup when it comes to like photo 
realism? What would you, would you, in other words, would you still choose a LUT setup now that you have aces in, in all set up ready to go? Uh, yeah, sometimes I do. And then sometimes it, it, I mean, if we're being like completely honest, sometimes I'm just too lazy to, to go through uh, the process of setting up aces or wanting to sort of set up an output that's aces ready, like an EXR. I mean, yeah, you can output a bit with the aces uh, kind of baked in, but yeah. And, and I also think that um, if I'm using aces, even in Arnold, uh, I'll also sometimes put a lot on top of that, depending on what I'm doing. So I don't think it's an if or situation. Um, I think it's more about like, what are you trying to achieve? If you're just, if you like the aces look and you think that gets you, you know, 90% there, then just do that. And if a LUT is easier or maybe gives you a slightly different look, uh, then use that. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an if or situation, but I will say, um, if I'm in octane, I'm using aces more than I am LUTs now. But if I'm in, uh, let's say, Redshift, for instance, I'm using almost I'm using LUTs exclusively because you know Aces is a bit of a pain in Redshift. It's not super easy. There are some great videos out there uh, that explain how it works and all that sort of thing. But it's not. It's just kind of a pain. So I usually just use LUTs in there. And then in Arnold, I'm kind of bouncing between both. So yeah, I don't know if that that helps no. you. No, that helps. Good to know. Uh, we got another question here from uh, Chris. Uh, Chris says, I bought a Stray Link before Plus was a thing. Thank you for being a customer, Chris. He says, now that I have Plus and downloaded HDRI Link Plus along with more HDRIs, but the ones I purchased before Plus are only the ones I purchased before Plus are visible. How to fix that? So, Chris, what I would recommend is uh, it sounds like you might still have the, the old HDRI browser installed. And that's all replaced with the new uh, Grayscale Gorilla library. The li oh, excuse me. The library is where all of your HDRIs, uh, materials, um, uh, any surface imperfections, and some other new stuff we're cooking up will all be in your library. So what I would say is, uh, is basically move your old stuff into a old uh, into a different folder so you always have it because you purchased it before Plus. But then come in, remove your HDRI browser plugin. Um, and any old plugins that you've purchased from us and use the hub to re-download all of your um, uh, re-download all of your all of all of the HDRIs. You get them all now. So re-download them into a, a new folder, let the library manage it, and then you'll have instant access to everything, including new stuff coming out soon. I do want to make a second as well as like a public service announcement to any plus members, which is there, you know, there may or may not be a new version of Cinema 4D in the, in the somewhat near future. Okay. When those things happen and forever into the future, whenever there's a new version of Cinema 4D, a lot of plus customers are asking, do I need to re-download all of my HDRIs and all of my materials for every new version of Cinema 4D? And the answer is you do not have to do that. Uh, and the developers worked really hard to make sure that it's a seamless experience for you guys to upgrade from whatever version you're on to whatever version you're going to. So as long as you're a Plus member, all you need to do is download the new hub for the, whatever new version of Cinema 40 you're, you're upgrading to, install the hub. You will have to re-download all the plugins because the plugins will be new for that version, but all of your materials, all of your HDRIs, all of your surface imperfections, you could just link to the same folder you download that, downloaded them on on an earlier version, and you're ready to go. So just a little pu public service announcement. We haven't really had Plus in the library up and running through a major Cinema 4D version release. So I wanted to start to get that word out there as, as rumors start going around about new versions of Cinema. So a little public service announcement, the more you know. Do we have that graphic? Let me see. Do -do -do. We do not With have a star. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, so much for the question. I'm going to get down here to some other questions. Um, all right. Ro another quick uh, plus question. Thank you. Darren is asking, uh, trying to understand what it means now to have unlimited render nodes. Is that just for plugins, physical render? What does this mean? So uh, also included in the, in the plus perks that just came out 
uh, are unlimited render nodes. So yes, this is for team render. This is for um, anywhere where you want to install our uh, plugins to be used um, on on a non, uh, what do they call it? It's, it's a render node only. So as long as it's a render node only, you can install your Grayscale Gorilla uh, Plus plugins on as many computers as you want so that you can do distributive rendering and not have to buy a separate license for every uh, render node. Um, that's all it means. As soon as you want to use it on two computers, you're going to need two licenses. But as long as you're using a secondary computer only for rendering and it is a rendered only node, you're good. You're unlimited rendered nodes for all Plus members. So we're trying to make this easier for those of you who have distributed rendering set up and um, uh, want to use our plugins, obviously, when, the, when you're rendering and not have to buy a separate license just to render. We didn't think that that was fair. We wanted to make sure that it was all set up for you. So Darren, let me know if I answered your question. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, it looks like we may have dipped out there for a second. Sorry about that, guys. Um, all right. Now, I mean, we get this question all the time. I think we could do a short version of this because I think it'll cover a lot of different questions. We, we get this question all the time, you know, like where are we and where is Chad with all of these renderers? And, you know, I feel like it's always a, like a monthly update or something to see where this is. But I think in general, I don't want to speak for Chad. I'm, I'm going to let you speak. But we, we, we use all three of these. We make tools for you guys with all three of these and make sure that no matter which one of these you use, that our stuff is compatible, right? So that's like a number one for Grayscale Grill and what we want to make sure is our stuff is is usable and uh, works great in all three of these renderers. Then separately, as Chad chooses what to render, he may have some other thoughts on what he picks to use day to day. Do you have a do you have a current uh, you know favorite or thought about this right now, Chad? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think um, it's really uh, it's not. I, I think everybody likes to say or and like, oh, he's using this or are you using that? And it's for me, it's and like I'm I'm not subtracting anything from my toolkit like that would just not be a good thing for me to do. I'm using everything to create our assets, to create renders for our, uh, our website, things of that nature. Uh, but yeah, I do have opinions, as I'm sure all of you know, like I've got a lot of opinions about rendering for sure. And for me right now, uh, I'm using mostly uh, Octane and Arnold, and I'll tell you kind of what, how I make that choice. So if I'm doing anything that just needs to look photoreal and beautiful, and I need to do it fast, and maybe I don't need a ton of control, I'm going to be using Octane. And if I have something that maybe is uh, also needs to look photoreal, but I need that granular control that I just can't get out of Octane, then I'll use Arnold. And uh, I am admittedly in my own work and in some of like the, you know, the marketing stuff, I'm, I'm using Redshift less. And I think the main reason I'm using it less is because I'm getting what I need out of the other two and Redshift has been kind of a slow development lately. Uh, it hasn't really come out with too many features that have pulled me away. Uh, the lack of open color IO support, it still kind of lags behind the others in terms of supporting native Cinema 4D features, which is kind of crazy, but it is what it is. Uh, hopefully they'll fix that. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the, that's where I'm at now. But yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm hopeful that Redshift can can uh, uh, get up there in terms of supporting native features now that, I mean, they've been, how long have they been part of Maxon now? It's gotta be two years? <laughs> At least two years, maybe three, because it was at NAB when they announced it, at a physical NAB. We didn't have one last year. And then it could have been the year before, or maybe the year before. So at least two, maybe three years, or at least, at least two years, maybe three years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen better support of the Maxon noises um, by Redshift. And I would like to see support of the background object. I would like to see, you know, like, I have a whole list. <laughs> we don't get to do that in a different show or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit, it's a bit frustrating, especially when, um, 
Octane actually just like talking about aces earlier, like Octane's aces is just so simple and it just makes sense and it, it just kind of works. Um, and I would say it's probably easier than even Arnold, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. And hopefully yeah, think, we'll get no, there. I'm, I'm sorry. I interrupted there. Chad. Yeah. Um, I think in general, you're going to see things move a lot, right? Like, sometime there there's a there's kind of a three-way race happening right now and a bunch of other other rent awesome renders that are moving around and trying to get better and sometimes one of these renders comes out with a new release and we're like man this is this is a huge new thing you know and then we look into it and we start using it and our customers are using it and you know we want to ensure compatibility and all that stuff but i think it's always going to be this little back and forth and somebody will trail off one of these days and maybe there'll be a new third place person but as as far as us as a, as a company, you know, we want to we want to make sure that the major, the at least the three major ones are supported for you guys. So we're always taking a look at where this is. Um, they all three do their, a great job uh, in their own way. So um, yeah, I I feel like we always answer this question in a similar way, but that's kind of it's always nice to hear where you sit day to day. So let's jump into some more questions. We got so many today. Let's jump into this one. Uh, this could be a long question, could be a short question. I think we can try to spend a couple minutes on this because I think it's important. Um, Christian is asking, I'm looking at getting my first gig to start working. I want to develop my portfolio. Any advice on that? Um, so real quick, I'm actually, I'm thinking back on some of the talks that I gave about exactly this. So I used to go to a lot of schools uh, and talk about the beginning of your you know, creative career and things that you could do to help build your portfolio, to help network, to help stand out from the thousands, frankly, of other people who are trying to do this. Um, so I'd refer you to that. I think a lot of them are still up on Vimeo. Um, if you search for, I don't know, Nick Campbell uh, speech or something like that, I think a lot of that advice is still good without rehashing it. You know, it's an hour talk that I think still stands up, still has some good advice. But I think up front, the, the thing I'll say up front about any any early on in your in your career is not to get too attached to um, one type of 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 work. Uh, so early in your career is the time to experiment, try different things, try different styles, try to try different renders, download all the demos, try different 3D packages, try different uh, completely different uh, techniques and styles. Right, this is the time to not get caught up in a three year project making your first you know feature length film or whatever. And this is the time to make very small, you know, uh, uh, test pieces to really start to build your style and build how you work, build your workflow. Um, so I would just say in general, th those things not only help you become better, they also hone your style in your portfolio. They also hone your technical skills because you're learning new things. And most importantly, this helps you learn how to learn because you will never stop learning new things. There will always be a new uh, plugin, renderer, uh, 3D package, something to learn about. And early in your career is when to do that. So I know you asked about your portfolio specifically, but all these things uh, are helped by doing a lot of small projects rather than one big project. Chad, do you have anything to add to that? No, I agree. I think that, um uh yeah just try to just like build up it, and really kind of think about what you want to get into and what kind of studios you want to potentially work at or if you want to go freelance like what that's all about get involved go to meetups meet people see what it's all about and find out what they're looking for like we could sit here and tell you like what we think would help in in a portfolio but Honestly, you should probably get it right from the people that are going to be doing the hiring. Find out what kind of work they need, what kind of help they need. Are they taking internships? Do they need any help? And just get involved. Like that's the best thing advice I can give anybody is just to like get involved. And and I think that's that's just a, a great first step. Huge. It's I know it's hard lately with you know meetups kind of going away for a while. But when things start opening back up, go out and meet those people. I think that's great advice, Chad. Go to the meetups, go to uh, the NABs and the shows when they start opening up. Go be around the people who do what you wanna do for a living and you're gonna meet more people. Uh, you're gonna uh, potentially, you know, I've, I have lifetime 
lifelong friends I've met at these uh, events that share my values. Oh, hi, Chad. Um, like th this is th this is where if you're going to build a career somewhere, you have to plant your flag and show up and say, I'm here because I love it. I'm here because I love this stuff. I think that's a great part of it. Rachel, thank you, by the way, for dropping hot links here in the chat. Um, this is the one for aces and uh, and anything else that we shout out. Rachel's helping out. So I appreciate you, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good to see you. Um, all right. Uh, we're way behind. We've got so many good questions here. Let's do a quick lightning round to catch up. Um, quick uh, question. Is aces possible in Arnold? Chad, yes, no? Yes. Yes. Go look it up on YouTube. Yep. Good. Go do that. Rick nailed it. That's sometimes you just needed. It. It's possible. <laughs> lightning round. It's possible. Lightning round. Love Ready? It. Uh, yeah. Well. Is, is an octane calculating your image on aces and then applying your LUT on it? Mm, I'm not quite mm. sure the question on that one. There's a lot of there's a lot of mojo magic going on in the octane and uh, the aces thing, but I'm assuming any LUT you do is just going to be put on top of the aces process, right? I, I think th I think that's what he meant actually. Yeah. So if you were to use a LUT in conjunction with aces in octane, I think it's going to happen at the end of the chain. Awesome. Uh, all right, we'll do. Little more is this live? Somebody just said, "Is this live?" Yeah, <laughs> we are alive. I promise you. It's it's real. Hold, we're, we got to hold up a newspaper. Make sure we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see here. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Have you guys had any experience with a render token? I actually heard this at the beginning of uh, you were on the uh, MoGraph dot com podcast. I think it was one of the first things that we were talking about. I'm just looking into this. Um, it, I, I actually don't know exactly what it's about, but I've I literally bookmarked this today watching Chad on the MoGraph podcast just so I can uh, learn more about it. So uh, hopefully by next show, we could ex uh, extrapolate it more. There's so much stuff happening in the crypto space, NFT space, all that stuff that – and I personally, I'm obsessed with it right now. So I will be looking into Render. And I will be, um, I will have an actual opinion. Chad, did you did you dig into it at all? I haven't really had time to dig into it. You know, like I just started using Octane again, and I know Render's been around for a while. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not going to even pretend to really understand what they're trying to do in that space. But I think it's, it looks sounds pretty rad. So I'm going to look into it too. Love it. Uh, all right, more lightning questions here, just to catch up. Uh, uh, Chuck is saying, just change the folder path for preferences. And, and this was back a few questions ago about updating uh, to a new version of Cinema 4D if you're a Plus member. This is really, other than downloading your plugins, this is all you have to do. And it is in the preferences. So along with that Grayscale Gorilla menu we have now, we also have a tab in the preferences, the actual Cinema 4D preferences. There's a Grayscale Gorilla area that you could put the folder that has all of your... Uh, Grayscale Gorilla Materials, HDRIs, all of your library there. So you don't have to re-download it. And you don't have, and you could share the library between different versions of Cinema 4D if you use currently more than one version of Cinema 4D. Like many of us do, we render on one and and you know use the other one. You can uh, share it between uh, two machines as well. Um, all right, thanks for the question. Uh, well, let's see here. Um, gonna keep going here. Du, 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 du. Thank you. We get a lot of thanks. Appreciate all the thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Keep scrolling. I'm trying to catch up a little bit, guys. Um, so many questions. Holy there's time. so many good ones. Yeah, if I see, if you see something, Chad, it's always hard to kind of sync them up sometimes from your end. If you see something, let me know. Um, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> thanks, Adam. I'm a professional. You know, it's, <laughs> what, it's what we do here. Look, it's not hard to it's not hard to sell you on Plus now that it's all in one place. It's just once you see it and use it, um, it's it's pretty great. And now that the monthly pricing's there, it's real easy to just try it for anybody checking it out. Um, uh, da, 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 Octane stability. We talked a little bit about this. Uh, how's Octane stability and flexibility in twenty twenty one? Oct dropped it since version four. Does that ring any bells for you, Chad? Like. Um, 
uh, new stability with the later with the with the newer versions of Octane? Is, is that? Oh yeah, it's, it, I mean, I didn't use it day to day for God for a long time because it was just so unstable and it would just crash so much. And then I don't remember exactly what um, led me to want to try twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, point two. I don't remember. It might have just been that we were updating some assets and I needed the latest version. And then I started playing with it and I was like, wow, this thing, I was actually, you know, testing assets in all three, all three, like Arnold GPU, Redshift and Octane, this new version. And it was crashing less than the other two. Like this was like a prolonged, like 10 day experiment. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start using this again. So that's great. Um, all right. A lot of questions about um, S24, whatever the, you know, all the Cinema 4D rumors. We can't really talk about that stuff, guys, but seems like we're close. That sounds exciting. Um, uh, I, I, I can say this about compatibility. We, we, try, to, we try to be early on with uh, compatibility, especially for Plus users. We know that now that, uh, now that Maxon uh, and Cinema 4D are also on a, uh, membership subscription type of thing. A lot more people are getting it day one than in the past. In the past, it was a lot more. I'll update, you know, after this project kind of thing. We're seeing a lot more people up being up to date rather than when it was only perpetual. You know, only getting every third version, or for, for example. So we're really trying to hit as close to uh, launch day and be ready for any announcements so that you guys don't are not interrupted on your side. So, um, you know, again, just hit up the blog. And if, if we have a new version, uh, if you hear an announcement for Cinema 4D, it's our goal to be very quickly behind that with a new uh, updated versions for plus users. Um, so, uh, and also, by the way, for perpetual users, you will be updated and supported in uh, whatever the next version is, uh, this, this 24 uh, uh, timeline. All right, let's see here, uh, M1. Let's talk about Mac for a second. I get this question, a live show is a good time to talk about it. We won't talk a ton about it. Uh, I know many people have made the PC transition and are just kind of done with the Mac thing. I think the M1 is interesting. Um, I haven't bought any M1 uh, compatible Macs. A lot, of, um, uh, a lot of friends have, a lot of other Grayscale Grill employees have them and, and say great things about them. Uh, they look incredible. Uh, they're not quite up to uh, GPU spec uh, as far as, you know, running something like Octane or, or Arnold. What I'm really excited, though, is all these new rumors for what what's the M1 Plus chip? What's the M2 chip or whatever they're going to call this thing? I think they have the ability to, uh, pull, to like, cloth a little bit of that market back. Uh, what I'm imagining is there's going to be diehard Mac people that are going to do a lot of work still on their Mac and then rely on maybe a PC to render it, um, especially in a GPU type situation where you could easily tie in other machines. I'm seeing a world where a lot of people, a lot of artists are going to still integrate their Mac uh, and, and that workflow into the world and then rely on some of the less expensive hardware to get the real heavy rendering done. I do think that that is going to be the future. And I think the M1 is going to be a part of that. Everything else is a rumor. Everything else is me just waiting. I think Apple's got an announcement next week, so we'll see what happens. I frankly, if there's a new M1 style, uh, um, what do you call this thing? I iMac, I will be getting it, and I will report back for you guys. I have a feeling I'll still be swiping over to my PC, just like I did on that demo there when I showed you Cinema 4D, but at least I'll have a more up-to-date Mac. So I'll, I'll report more. I have nothing else to add for M1 until they launch new stuff. Uh, the Rachel says, the Cinebench on my M1 MacBook beat your iMac. That is true. This iMac the is- MacBook Air. Yeah, this, this is an old iMac. So I'm on a 2014 <laughs> iMac. I almost like spit out my coffee. <laughs> 15 maybe. I, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that an M1 machine kills this machine. Now, I think if I were to upgrade to the iMac Pro at the time, I'd still probably be able to use it for another couple of years. I am super out of date right now. I literally do zero 3D work on this machine. 
I literally look through this monitor into my PC using uh, um, Parsec sharing software to use my PC, but in my pretty Mac world. And that's a different video we have on, a, on other channels, but that's kind of where I sit right now. I'm excited for the future of at least my, my laptop, but I'll, I'll fill you guys in on other stuff. Let's move on. That was not a lightning round question. Mm -mm. Um, bum, bum, bum. Learning to learn is the best advice I've heard. Thank you. I appreciate that, Chuck. So it, you got to learn how you, learn how to learn and learn how you learn. Do you like books? Do you like YouTube videos? Do you like sitting in your room all day? Do you like talking to people? Do you like being on a call asking somebody? Figure out how you learn, and you will use that skill. I tell you for the rest of your life. My dad advice today. Um, <laughs> Let's see, quick question about a trial period. Uh, Josh says, is there a trial period for Grayscale Gorilla Plus? I'd love to see what's available before signing up. 100% uh, uh, understand what you're asking, Josh. The best thing you, you could do is we have a 60-day guarantee, money back, no questions asked, if you buy an annual membership. And we don't have that for monthly memberships for obvious reasons. Um, but if you sign up for an annual membership, um, you have 60 days to try it, download everything, use it, use it in your project professionally. And then at the end of uh, at the end of those 60 days, if you want your, or any time within those 60 days, hit up support, 100 uh, money back guarantee, we will not bug you, make you jump through hoops, nothing. If you decide you like it, you wanna keep it, you're good. You, you have it for a year and then you could just renew the next year if you still wanna stay a member. That's the best way we well, uh, to, to jump into plus with like zero risk. 60 days, try all you want and instant refund anytime you want. So hopefully that helps Josh. And that's anybody out there that wants to do that. We have a really generous uh, return policy because we do want you to try it. And we, 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 we think you're gonna love it. <laughs> Most people do. Um, all right. Hey, Rachel dug up an awesome uh, link here. Rachel, thank you. Um, this was probably the talk that I was mentioning. Um, about uh um oh i missed my my chat here let me make sure chad's okay hi you back buddy i think so you swiped the wrong way on your ipad <laughs> i got a call and it just completely took me down well i, I mean cat's out of the bag now chad you're, you're chad's on an ipad let's just let's get <laughs> let's get real here but the good news <laughs> is my car is ready so i'm gonna go pick up my car <laughs> oh that's real exciting i i love i love it um Rachel, thank you. Uh, this is the link. So um, if you guys, uh, you could scroll up and click this link and bookmark it. I think anybody early in their career could still get a lot of um, uh, use from this talk I gave uh, called The Creative Gap. Thank you, Rachel, for digging that up. All right, let's keep going here. I'm, I'm just now getting to the, is this live? So I got to scroll. <laughs> oh my God, that was like an hour ago. <laughs> uh uh, Jesus is asking when when Grayscale Gorilla NFTs. Um, so not a lot to report right now, but I I did. Chad gave me a foundation invite. <laughs> so That's the least I could do. The first thing I have to say is if you haven't checked out Chad's NFTs and his work, go check that out. Um, and then also thank you, Chad, for inviting me to uh, foundation. Um, I'll, I'll I'll quickly mention why I signed up. So I've been uh, a lurker, I guess. I've, I've talked in some clubhouses and some, um, not my own clubhouses, but other people's NFT clubhouses. They've been nice enough to have me on stage to talk about NFTs. Um, I've been obsessed with it since October. Uh, essentially, Beeple's first drop brought me into this world in October. Um, and ever since then, uh, I've been a collector. Uh, I've been... Uh, just loving seeing my friends and people I've met over the years, um, not only have a beautiful new world to show off their art, but also uh, make a living off of it, uh, you know, make money from it. Um, I just, this whole, this whole NFT thing is a breath of fresh air, at least for me. I know it's not everybody's uh, cup of tea right now, but I personally have been really obsessed. And I've never really assumed that I'm gonna go make art and put it up on anywhere. I, I really do get a kick out of teaching, 
Uh, I get a kick out of showing how easy all this stuff can be. I get a kick out of building this company and helping you guys uh, with plugins and tools and, you know, working with someone like Chad that makes great stuff. That is really why I got into this is I like the tech of it. And so in the last uh, month or so, though, I've really thought of some ideas that are NFT related that I think could be unique and I think could be really interesting for the space. So ever since then, I, I've decided that I'm going to give it a go. So stay tuned. I, I don't have much to announce other than you could follow me on Foundation um, uh, under Nick Vegas and uh, find Chad at CGPOV, right? Yep. At, over at Foundation. You can learn more about it there. I'll be talking more about it on Twitter if you follow me. Uh, on the Nick Vegas Twitter, I'll be talking more about NFTs and some stuff that I might be releasing soon. So we don't have to, I feel like every conversation turns into an NFT conversation, so we won't do that today. But if you are interested in in what I have to say about it, follow me on Twitter and, and chat on Twitter too. I know you've been talking a little bit more about it. Yeah, I've been deep in the NFT rabbit hole. So it's so fascinating, guys. It's so great. Look, at the bottom, like you can, you can, Personally, not like NFTs and think it's a bubble and think of a million things. That's that's fine. I'll just say one more thing about it is this is going to change our industry, no matter what. Like our industry is permanently changed because of NFTs. So it's okay if you don't like want to participate in it or think it's, you know, like Beanie Babies, whatever this thing is. Uh, look at it just purely from an industry thing. If you do 3D for a living, this NFT thing will fundamentally change how people get paid uh where how artists are saying yes to clients or no to clients this is fundamentally changing our our uh our entire um space right now so i'll just i'll, I'll end up with that be interested in it if you can because it's going to be very very interesting moving forward quickly catching up let's go nick stop talking come on nick stop talking and start talking you know what i mean that's what i always say <laughs> Scott, thanks for the love. Um, and we got some M1 stats. I appreciate it. No eGPU in the M1. That is weird. I'm hoping they solve some of that. Uh, yeah, that's gotta that's gotta happen. Yeah. Um, maybe I will be buying an old Mac. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Jason. Is there an educational subscription of Plus available for lectures and students? Yeah, I for, I always forget to to mention this, but it's really important. Um, there's the 60-day return policy. That's for a commercial license. That's for a real goodness, use it in your work license. If you're in education, you're a student, uh, if you use, uh, if you do online courses, if you're really learning this stuff and you're not going to use it in commercial work, we have an education license that is non-commercial. Um, it's for education only and it's half price. It's real easy. Uh, just type education. Maybe uh, uh, Rachel get you a link. Um, and it's half off plus. Uh, and that's any year that you are a student and any year you're not going to use it commercially, you can get half off. Just refill out the form. You're good to go. Uh, as soon as you use this stuff or want to do it at, for a living or you get a client, just we'll upgrade you to the new, the latest, uh, the commercial version and you're all set to go. Just hit up support. You're all set. So that's really easy way. If you're really just starting or just learning and you want to use the same tools that the pros use, I'm so glad, Jason, you reminded me that's the way to start. Um, all right. Hey, here's a good one. Here's a good chat question. Um, so I'm going to say Sadat, but I'm, I know I messed that one up. Mm. I apologize. Um, he's asking, she's asking, I'm not sure actually, how to light transparent object like glass. This is really tricky. Um, Chad, do you have any tips that you go to when you're trying to light something clear, something transparent? How do you light something transparent? Uh, yeah, man. So like lighting glass is a lot like lighting metal in, in that you're not really lighting it because it doesn't really have that much of a diffuse property. So you can shine light on glass. Glass is transparent. But what you do see, like if you're lighting metal, is you're going to see the reflections. You're going to see the environment that it's sitting in. So lighting glass and lighting metal is very, very similar in that you're molding the object in lighting, not with light shining, but the reflection of those lights, soft boxes, bounce cards, HDRIs, things like that. 
so yeah, it's just all about trying to light it with reflection rather than necessarily light. Obviously, there'll be light too, but it's more about that reflection than it is the light. Yeah, that's a good tip. It's there's really nothing to light there <laughs> when it's clear. It's all reflections almost. Yep. You know? Nice Same one. with Chrome. Yeah, yeah. And that would, um, I know you made those HDRI, uh, that that metals HDRI pack only for metals to start. But I think those actually, because of what you said, those do work really well with glass. Because you got all those yeah. little particle reflections and those streaks and all that, all those little gradients. So totally. if, if, uh, check out those if you have it, if, you, uh, if you're a member. Um, those work great on glass and on metal. Anything super reflective. Yeah. All right. Can you... Uh, da, 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 da. can you make a tutorial on workflow for aces and octane? <laughs> Man, can we? Magic, poof, boonk, done. It is out. Uh, go check our uh, uh, YouTube channel. Chad made a five minute aces video, set you up in octane. And if you want to dig further into aces, we actually have a longer form video on YouTube all about you know why you should care about aces, why, why it matters. Uh, and if you're a plus member, there's an even longer version of, you know, diving even deeper into what ACES is all about. So um, if you've been hearing about ACES, if, if, if it's interesting to you, just know that it's a little confusing right now. But once you have it set up uh, in this five minute video Chad made that Rachel just linked to again. Thank you, Rachel. W once you go through some of these technical steps, including like downloading a GitHub repository and all this weird stuff, frankly, once it's set up, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay, and I'm in fact when we shift over, I'm gonna jump over to my uh, PC here in just a minute. I'm gonna show you guys how you once you set it up, you don't have to worry about it, at least for a year, <laughs> until they update it or something happens. Uh, <laughs> we get another Are We Live? Do they just ask to see if this is a recording? Like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that person is trolling that other person or something. <laughs> and it's like a part of uh, it's it's a it's a joke now. It's yeah. a it's a meme now. <laughs> Chuck, thank you for more nice things uh, uh, to say about Plus. Uh, even just because of the texture and material and, and HDRI manager, he says it's worth it. So I appreciate that. The library is awesome. If you haven't checked it out, uh, our development team did an incredible job making that really easy for you guys to download and get everything. Um, all right. <laughs> it's calling me out. They're like, nobody would have known Chad was on iPad unless I said it. <laughs> Dude, you blew up my spot. <laughs> call him out, man. I mean, you know, he's got the nicer computer than me, so it's tough. It's it's like it's rare when I get to flex my machine a little. Although I don't Dude, think he wants I'm my. In, I'm mine's in the shop, man. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I don't, I don't get to do this often, guys. So I'm really taking advantage. Um, and Sean, thank you, Rachel, for uh, uh, Sean, who also. Works here at Grayscale Gorilla, has his foundation, does some awesome work. If you haven't checked out Sean's uh, art, please go check it out. He does great stuff. And if you've looked at um, renders on Grayscale Gorilla uh, on a lot of our product pages in the last year, a lot of those are from Sean as well. Awesome artist. And he's uh, he's helping us make our materials look great and our, our renders look great. Um, let's see here. What else? Chad, we got? Chad on a Mac, I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I see like what's going on with this year. Like I'm talking to you guys on an iPad. I'm using Octane again. What's going on with me, dude? <laughs> what's happening? What's happening right now? Are you Benjamin Buttoning? You are looking young. Know. The the Earth is healing. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. Awesome, Sean. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. The the uh, numbers are, are great today. Thank you guys for joining. If you know anybody out there that uh, wants to join us for the last, uh, you know, maybe half hour of this show, invite them, you know, invite them. Let's let's go. Uh, and, you know, the thumbs ups help. The thumbs ups help wake up the YouTube uh, uh, matrix goo robots. And they they say there's something happening over here. Maybe you should watch it. Um. I'm just loving these comments. <laughs> too much, too much coffee. Tom says, "What about a floor texture for glass? Refraction is a huge part of it, right? For floor, I don't know how much refraction. Like when you change refraction and use it on a floor, 
that's not going to reflect back on the top surface of the of it as much as as much as refraction is going to be more like if you're looking through glass, right? That's yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know what they if they mean like uh, like a glass block floor or it's hard to understand what that really what what they're what they mean for that like a floor texture. Like I I can't remember seeing too many glass floors. Um, but I mean, the same principles would apply. I mean, whatever's underneath it, obviously you'll see, but I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't, I don't really know what that reference is. Yeah. Give us a little bit more detail. Uh, maybe Joel, Joel might be trolling us. He says, uh, can Joel. you, can you do a tutorial about choosing lenses? That is out two things you should do if you're interested in lenses, uh, and learning about the, the scripts and all that stuff. One is watch the brand new YouTube video. That isn't brand new. Let's talk about classics for a second. We re-released a classic video. And if you've been seeing these classics, you may be you may have the same question some people on YouTube are having, which is like, have I seen this before? Why is this released today on YouTube when I've seen this video back in the past? Well, what we're doing is we're bringing over our really giant Vimeo collection of classic tutorials from Grayscale Gorilla's past that have never touched YouTube. Um, Early on at Grayscale Gorilla, we had our, our Vimeo channel and we didn't really do almost any YouTube. Um, and for a lot of reasons, we've moved away from you, uh, from Vimeo. Uh, and now there's frankly not anywhere to watch some of these classic tutorials. So what we're doing is remastering them, bringing them to you on YouTube. So if you see a video that uh, maybe you've seen before, it should be called a classic. Hopefully we put a nice little graphic at the be beginning of it for you, but that's what's happening. So um, those are the classics. We're trying to put, you know, roughly one of those out a, a week or so. Um, and if there's a if there's a classic Grayscale Gorilla tutorial from the past that you're like, where is it? Let us know. Hit us up on social or in our support. We're actually building a calendar out of this. So just a real quick question about that. And one of the latest ones is about choosing a lens where I talk about how how to think more like a, a, a DP and think like a cinematographer and choose the right lens. And Chad Scripps helps you do that as well. Uh, Zach, I agree. Rachel's uh, the beast with these links. She is she is rocking it. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel Thanks, says, Rachel. I have all the info. It's true. <laughs> yeah, ask, ask uh, Rachel. She's got almost, I'm going to say, every tutorial we've made right up in her head right now. I yep. know it. She knows Committed it. to memory. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, all right. Um, Adele mm, 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 mm. uh, says, uh, I want to sign up for Plus. Just wondering if C40 is included uh, or if you have to get it separately. So uh, Grayscale Gorilla Plus does not include Cinema 40. Um, that'll be separate. So go to maxon.com. They have a bunch of packages, including you know, adding Redshift and Red Giant stuff and all that. But that's a that's completely separate. For Grayscale Gorilla Plus, it's all of our plugins, all of our materials, all of our everything. Like, I don't add to pitch you here. Go to Grayscale Gorilla. That'll show you all the stuff that's included. Uh, you know, everything we've made over the last 12 years is uh, in your library with Plus. All right. Let's see here. Um, thanks for the question. I'm scrolling down here. Hi from Moscow. So amazing to see different countries represented. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Um, see here, Chad, Chad just tricked Nick into using a PC. He did a long time ago. All it took was uh, Chad showing me uh, Redshift on a PC. Um, it was actually, it was at Chris's house. Remember oh yeah, that? that's right, yeah, yeah. It was in Chicago, Chris had the new PC. And both of them were like, Nick, once you see this, get ready. You're going to have to buy a PC. I'm like, I'm not buying it. And then at the end, they're like, I'm like, dang it, I'm buying a PC. <laughs> <laughs> he had that FOMO, man, that that GPU FOMO. It was great. Once uh, once there was like depth of field and subsurface scattering on like, I remember it's like this orange castle thing that you showed me that you guys mm -hmm. built in like five minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yep. Yep. I'm done. Uh, all right. Nice. Let's see here. Um, Nick, Nick trick chatted using an iPad. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably a little bit. Oh, that's funny. Matthew. Matthew asks, is SGSG ever coming back? So I, I considered um, 
First of all, uh, go check out Rocket Lasso. He's doing a great job answering Cinema 4D questions directly. Uh, and I was on his show, on Chris's show, maybe a couple weeks ago. So definitely check it out. I, I consider that a kind of spiritual successor of Ask GSG, where you just dive super deep into how Cinema 4D works and how you can pull off some of this stuff. So check that out. I also consider uh, these types of things uh, somewhat of a successor. I, I kind of think this live show is a mixture of our podcast along with a little Ask GSG, a little bit of everything. But this is really where we're trying to answer your Cinema 4D questions, Grayscale Gorilla questions, career questions, which um, which I love talking about. You know, the, the to me, there's the technical side of things that is super important. We all need to know. But then there's the uh, career side of things and the how to make good decisions in 3D and how to learn how to look at a render like a, an artist or look look at a render like a, a photographer kind of things. And, I, and that's what, really what I've been enjoying about this live show is uh, is answering more of those questions. So uh, that's not a perfect answer to your question, but that's I think of this as a somewhat successor of of uh, of just answer, answering questions. I love answering questions. I love talking to you guys, talking to the audience. So uh, <laughs> Flo, Flo wants me to say the catchphrase, Chad. Save it for the NFT. <laughs> is that the NFT? It's just me on loop. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody <laughs> i mean I, I if they wanted that bad i mean i mean put it out as an nft one of one it's the last time i said it i've re-recorded -re i'll get the hair i'll get my hair right re-recorded in hd just for you guys <laughs> sean you cheers man thanks for coming in man uh how about that classic beer can with drips tutorial yeah that's mm. a good question so there are some videos that are uh not made for youtube we've learned this youtube does not love three part three hour long videos <laughs> uh series um so those are actually in many other bigger projects are all in grayscale gorilla plus so if you're a plus member you got it it's in there just go search in the training area and that video along with another beer can one that you've done Chad, you actually did a larger version of the beer can uh, sweat and uh, background photography and all that in plus. Remember that one? Yeah, that that's the, the Redshift course, I think, right? That's the, and then I think the one that uh, Aaron's referring to might be. That was the one from YouTube. So, yeah, that was one from, I didn't Arnold, I think, or something like that. But yeah, I remember those. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, you know, like if you, I think I might have a drinking problem or something because I, I got a thing for like beer and drips or something. Cans look like, good. I mean, like beer, I, I always, a beer, modeling a beer bottle was one of the first models I ever did in Cinema 4D. And it was mostly because it just looks so great when you start to add those little sweat details and the backlight and glass has this nice look to it. I think, you know, it's nice. It's like a, it's as, it's as close as you could get to a sphere and drink it. <laughs> Right. Like, is that the new beer catchphrase? As close as you could drink a spear. They make, I, th I was at the liquor store and I saw these like little mixer drinks that came in a sphere. Have you seen these? Oh, yeah. They got some dumb name. Um, Oh, gosh. Somebody in the chat will have seen these. Those are like, uh, oh, somebody in the chat will say it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to drive me crazy. But yeah, I saw those and I was like, oh, I got to send some of those to Nick. I'm in. Look, if I could drink a sphere, I'm ready to go. The closest there is is little apple juice bombs. Mm, they Those look kind of like that, but they're like clear. And they, I think they might have a flat top because obviously you got to drink it. <laughs> Somebody's right. saying roundups is what they're called. I don't know. Roundups, that's the drink. Oh, cocktail bombs. That might be what they're called, actually. That could be. Adam has a prediction. Oh. Hey, if that, hap if that happens, Adam, we'll have quite the party at the next NAB. You know, yep. like, you know. There'll be the Grace Gorilla pool party. You're invited. You got to buy your own plane ticket, but I'm gonna get you in the front door. All right. Look, that's a good. That's a good guess. Aaron, um, Aaron got it. It's Buzz Balls. Buzz Balls. That's what it was. I knew I heard it. Um, and I didn't want to say the name until it was confirmed. <laughs> you know, let's uh, bring it home, as they say. I'm gonna bring the chat back in. Chat it up. 
thank you again, everybody. Thanks for saying hi. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, again, uh, if you want to see more of these live shows, make sure subscriber, the bell thing, make sure that you get notifications when these go live and your thumbs ups and all that stuff helps a ton. Okay, so I'm gonna scroll up, make sure we didn't miss anything. Um, thank you guys uh, for the, all the questions. Let's see here, what else we got? Would I require a lot of disk space for Grayscale Gorilla Plus? The short, <laughs> an, the short answer is yeah, there's a lot of stuff you get. Um, I don't know the actual number right now, but it's in the terabytes. <laughs> it's a lot. I don't, it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, well, I don't want to say it because I honestly don't know. Uh, so, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So the, the, it's actually something we, we thought a lot about, you know, because you're, you get a lot. Uh, you sign up for 50 bucks, you're getting a lot of stuff. Um, we decided rather than, uh, at least for now, um, and for the long, time in the near future we're not going to limit downloads and say you can only get you know one thing per month or whatever like that i think at a certain point we're going to have to figure something out but for right now you get everything and everything is a lot so it's all of our hgris they're all high res uh, uh we're working we're actually working on um up resing uh one of the the uh, skies pack many of you guys have been asking about that so we're looking into that as well to make that uh, easy to download. Right now, it's just too big right now for for uh, the hub. Um, but uh, yeah, you get it all and it's a lot. So empty your hard drive. And in fact, what I would recommend is get a second hard drive. Get a second hard drive, make it your media hard drive and put your media on there, put your maybe your renders on there. Uh, there's a lot of science behind, you know, not always using the same drive for everything, obviously. I tend to put my operating system and the things that the computer uses on one drive. And then I try to put my work and the actual software that I'm using, uh, 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 not the actual software. I leave all that, like the EXEs on my original drive, but the files, the, these folders, uh, renders, put that on a separate drive. So you got both working at, at, at the same time. All right. Um, what else we got here? Let's wrap this up with a few more questions. Lightning round. Uh, Let's see here. Import, import, export settings for Octane. Do you need to find balance samples noise? Uh, curious about AI noise. Um, I have a quick. Uh, let's let's answer this one quick. Um, I set my path tracing. Uh, I set it up Octane for path tracing. I set it up at a thousand samples by default. That's in my start scene. That's just so I can let it sit there and churn and get nicer over time if I have the time. Uh, and then I usually dial that up or down during rendering to get as close to one to two minutes per frame for my renders. Um, that's not always possible without grain, which brings us to your second part of the question, which was AI. The AI noise algorithm does do a pretty good job for certain types of render renders. Uh, so I would just say try it. Um, you do need a certain amount of noise out of it or you get super splotchy AI results. But at a certain point, if you're just getting that last 10% of noise out, it actually, to me, does a pretty good job. Chad, do you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, so if you're doing animation, probably don't use AI denoising. Um, it doesn't really work very good over a temporal kind of time thing. So it's gonna be weird and chattery. Um, but for stills, yeah, it can, it can actually work pretty well. I use AI denoising in Arnold. I haven't used it in Octane, uh, and it's totally great for stills and just kind of getting something out quick. Um, but for animation, I kind of recommend either, uh, honestly, I reckon, I still recommend neat video denoise. It's a plugin. You can get it for After Effects. You can get it for Fusion and I think Nuke. And it is magic. It's absolute magic. Like you can render out stuff that's like fairly grainy. And this thing just like cleans it up. It's really outstanding. So definitely go check it out. Awesome. Uh, Chuck gives us the, okay, it's not terabytes, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's terabytes. Chuck says his GSG assets folder is 33 gigs. So, um, it, it's it's a lot and it's all coming through your internet folks um so yeah it's 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 pretty big um and it keeps getting bigger and again this is why i wanted to mention uh that you don't have to re-download all this stuff 
every time you get a new version of cinema or any update or any anything like that. Once you download it, uh, it's in that folder and just let the hub manage it and you're good to go. So just a little it helps helps you out because you're not re-downloading 33 gigs and it helps us out because we're not paying for another 33 gigs. Help us out. You know, you know what I'm saying? Help us. Help us help you. Um, let's see here. Last couple questions. We'll we'll rock it. Adam says the Octane Denoiser is pretty good. I agree about with Chad though, without using it on um, don't use it on animation. Matthew says his, his it's 80, 82 gigs. So I don't know. We got a battle going here. <laughs> we may have double downloaded. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, let's uh let's wrap this one up. We talked about everything on my list. Uh, Chad, any any last minute thoughts? Anything coming up you want to talk about? Um, just you know, wish me luck on my endeavor. <laughs> which Chad's I'm, opening the PC. It's every it's every PC uh, owner's dream, really, is tinkering and not actually using it for professional work. Isn't that, isn't that why we all buy computers? <laughs> we buy computers so that we don't have to use them, right? Like that's. I'm not happy about this. I have to like. I uh, I'm not happy, but I gotta right, do it. God. I gotta get back to work. Godspeed, Chad, on your fixing your machine. I'm in the same boat. I have a I have one dead GPU, and we all know that the G, GPU market is not. I mean, it is doing great. They're just impossible to find right now. Thanks, Bitcoin, Bitcoin miners, mm -hmm. um, uh, and other uh, and 3D like going crazy right now. Uh, appreciate it. It's a good place to be. Uh, oh, that includes the dust Olympics, Matthew. Thank you. So, um, that is a good note to kind of end with the library in Grayscale Gorilla Plus controls all of your materials, HDRIs, uh, surface, surface imperfections, and some other stuff we're working on soon. Any other downloads, including the dust Olympic files, I'm trying to think of a couple other things, texture kit pro, a couple of things that are not in the actual hub are available for download separately over on uh, Grayscale Gorilla Plus. And so, yeah, some of those things, like those Alembic files are pretty big. Uh, those will add to that as well. Um, good. We got we got some... <laughs> hey, a new inbox 1080, 1080 Ti. What do, I, what do I have to trade for that one? Five-hole audio. <laughs> I need it. I need a fresh one. Um, they're up to like 3,000 at this point. I'm still on a 1,000. That's fine. It's fine. Look, I rendered coffee. I've rendered coffee cups. Yeah, guys. I mean your your coffee cups will be fine. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, please stay tuned. Next uh, two weeks from now, we're gonna do another live show. Uh, and as always, uh, we love your questions. Uh, we love helping you guys out. If you have any questions specifically about Plus Grayscale Gorilla, um, uh, especially as uh, rumors start flying about new versions of Cinema 4D, just hit up our support. Uh, best support in the biz. I love saying that our customer support's amazing. Please go hit them up. We'll make sure you're all set up, ready to go. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, uh, uh, Sean, for showing up as well. Anybody else from the Grayscale Gorilla team, we appreciate you. Chad, thank you so much for uh, being here on your iPad. Anytime. <laughs> one last one last little zinger for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you, appreciate everybody. That. Have a good weekend. Have a good Friday. And uh, as always, in, uh, enjoy this crazy 3D world. It is such a weird crazy world right now we're living in with all this stuff happening be happy uh, and excited that you're a part of this and wherever you are in your career uh we hope you um are enjoying it and having fun with this stuff all right cheers my friends i will see you in another live video real soon bye everybody bye it's just waving thanks everyone for joining us for the podcast today do us a favor and leave us a comment on iTunes or YouTube to let us know what you think about the show, or if you've got an idea for a subject we can dive into for future live shows. We read all the comments, and we really do appreciate your input. Until next time, happy rendering, folks. Bye! <laughs>